Hi everyone, it's Evelyn, and thank you for tuning in again to my podcast. This is Life Over Matter, and today I'm going to be talking a lot about self-improvement. That seems to be the common theme around this podcast, is how to live your best life. And in order to live your best life, you have to concentrate on what helps you to be your best self, and to have that self-care that a lot of us overlook, balance that a lot of us tend to forget about. And I'm guilty of it all the time. And I always have to have someone say to me like, hey, Ev, you need to do a little bit less of this and a little bit more of this. Or you need to sit back and reflect at a a dashboard of things that you're doing and make sure that you're giving everything its equal opportunity. And, uh, you know, when I get off that path and everybody gets busy with their own stuff, I oftentimes find myself where I am mentally exhausted from trying to be a certain quota for everything and everyone and follow a certain pursuit of um, finding that answer to that question at work or, you know, getting ahead on a project that I'm working on or getting my homework done ahead of time for the classes that I'm taking. And then I turn around and I say, oh my gosh, I forgot to prep the extra food and now I'm out of food on Tuesday. Or I didn't do the research that I needed to do for my podcast, which is something that I'm so passionate about. Or, you know, I I tend to, you know, get behind on housework or, or errands or something like that. And then I'm kicking myself. So I thought that this would be a great way to talk about some self-improvement. And being true to yourself is a huge part of that. And a lot in the book that I read, uh, or that you haven't heard yet, but I'm going to be reading in a week or two, um, already finished reading it in, in real time. Um, but I posted it out because I do understand that a lot of the listeners are, are active workers that work as much as I do, and maybe even more, and find yourselves on the hamster wheel and not finding a whole hour or two hours or six hours or 10 hours to listen to a book. So uh, everything is spaced out accordingly for you. And I did The Untethered Soul, which I've kind of mentioned in previous episodes. And I found it just at random. It was suggested to me uh, as uh, one of the books that would change my life by reading it. And the next book that I'm reading after this, which is The Alchemist, also changed, is supposed to change my life by reading it. I haven't read it yet. I've only read maybe a couple pages of the first, you know, chapter. But uh, a lot of the messages behind all of the, the spiritual practices and, and listenings that I go through and, and the articles that I read and things like that, they talk about uh, being true to yourself and how nothing works. Your dreams don't work. Your passions don't work. Your creative energy doesn't work. Your, your you know, goals are not achieved unless you have uh, momentum and you have balance and courage and you see things through, right? You don't give up as soon as things get tough. And that's going to be a lot of what we're talking about in the next few episodes, actually. And I really look forward to when it meshes when we're reading The Untethered Soul, because that is uh, consciousness. That's what it's all about. And, and looking at your consciousness from a different perspective and your subconscious and your inner voices and what they're telling you and what they mean. And, um, you know, it gets, it gets a little complicated and intricate at times. And even for me, while I was reading it, since it was the first time that I was reading it, while I was reading it to you, I found myself stopping and and thinking to myself in between, you know, 
what did that mean? I might have to listen to it again, or I might have to read it again. So I hope that it is perceived as well as it was read. I uh, enjoyed it thoroughly, and I learned a lot about myself by reading it, and I'm hoping that it has that same impact on you. As it, the way that it's written, you're thinking of different examples in your life where you are looking at them out of a different lens and it kind of puts perspective and uh, shines a different light on those items. So really interesting stuff. To get back to our subject matter today, it's all connected, right? And, and we are all one in that sense. We all bleed red. And so we come together in these different areas. And that's why this podcast is such a journey for not just me. It is a journey for everyone listening too, because we might have very different lives, but at the end of the day, we have these these goals and these, uh, you know, structures that we're trying to get better at and trying to thread thicker and, you know, have more security and more of an understanding of the cause and effect of a lot of the things that happen in our lives and the moments, right? And, and making the most out of the moments that you have and the people that are around you and the support that you have and what are the toxic things to be cut out of your life or to go less on, how to lead a healthier lifestyle and, you know, how to make the best out of every day and really keeping in mind opening your eyes every day and what a blessing that is, not taking that for granted. And that has become a huge theme as we've gone through the different episodes of the podcast, which is something that I love because each time I record one, it brings me back to a place where I'm more mindful and I'm celebrating that mindfulness. I've talked a lot about how every single day before work, I do a 20 minute meditation and they're always vasting from really deep ancestral meditations clearing my head and really channeling in some of the energy that uh, is of positive reflection, right? And then I have some that are just absolutely clear-headed, grounding, centering, uh, silent-minded meditations that are just designed in my mind to clear out any negativity, bring in as much positivity, and pray for insight and strength and courage and bravery and, uh, you know, the will not to be intimidated by others, you know, not to want to be like anybody else unless I'm looking at someone as a role model or something that I want to become, you know, not to Uh, take anybody's criticism to heart, allow it to encourage me to be my best self and be better and to keep getting back up and keep wanting to do more and do more for others and share and shine, you know, and, and those are all things that over the course of time, I've learned to not take for granted, not let those leave my sight or let them leave my ideals or, you know, and, and really appreciate the blessings and, and the prayer and the meditation. And it's taken years. If you've listened to this podcast all the way through, you know that I have been doing this for quite some time and it was, it was actually brought into me from my family. So it was something that we did together and um, really close to my mom and and with her being a spiritualist, it was something that, you know, some really amazing things have happened over the course of time that have really touched me in an emotional way. And so I know that 
with the daily meditations that I think clearer and I'm stronger because of it. And I can only hope to be sharing that with all of you who are listening and that power that comes from that. And, you know, as far as religion per se, I've always said, and you know, if you're new to this podcast, I definitely suggest that you go back to the first episode and start listening from the beginning, but there are over a hundred episodes, so I wouldn't let that take you off the path of listening today. I don't think that it's going to affect you in any way. I usually review at different points in time because some episodes may appeal to some more than others, but um, with the meditation that I do every day, um, I do find that clarity and, and I do find um, being able to create stronger goals with a, a path. And my goal is to bring everybody on that journey with me. I had, you know, VSG surgery in 2019 and, um, it was the beginning. It was the, the tip off to, uh, a journey of greatness. It was a, a, a reflection of, you know, if you can do this, how about you do this? And if you can do this, well then how about you do this? And, my goodness, if you're able to do this, then what happens if you do this? And, and just um, a, a journey of self-reflection that I needed to figure out a way to bring everybody else on with me. And it has spiraled out much further than just body image or self-esteem issues or, you know, the way that, y- you know, you balance life and work and play and reward yourself and... Um, build your relationships and, you know, grow your bonds and just all of the things that make life worth living. And so um, it has been an amazing journey uh, so far. And I feel that we're only scratching the surface. So um, it is around 10 minutes into this episode. We're going to be going through all kinds of self-improvement and awareness discussion. And I'm really happy that you're here and hope that you stick with me um, past the commercial break. Uh, we're getting into a lot of exciting things today. I will um, talk to you right after this. Okay, we're back. Thank you so much for staying with me. And as I covered in the first segment, we're going to be covering self-improvement and being true to yourself today. Uh, we're going to be discussing it in, in some detail only because of how important it is to accomplish the goals that I'm trying to achieve. And as you're listening, I'm sure that it is important to you also. And having balance and taking care of yourself is super, super important and something that a lot of us neglect. I know that I do. I uh, don't mean to. But over the course of time, some things become more important than others. And time management is of the essence, right? And as a priority in structure, um, some things fall lower than other things do. And um, it may be sleep. I've talked to you guys before about how I have a hard time sleeping very often. And so, uh, you know, when you go several days without sleeping correctly, it will catch up with you. And it's usually for me when it's time to do something that I enjoy, you know, like I, I go all week and I can't sleep because I'm stressed out about things. And then on the weekend, when it's time to go and do fun things, I'm absolutely exhausted, right? And I have to remind myself to back up and start to manage my time a little different. And, you know, I have to be true to myself about those things too. Like I can't, 
um, pretend like I am better with less sleep when I know better. (laughs) I know better. Um, And I think that a lot of people do that, not with just sleep, but with how often they put things over other things as far as priorities and how it affects you and your work and your goals and your diet and your and your lifestyle. And so I did some research, you know, through this podcast, it's all about other people's research and finding out through books and sayings and lessons that other people have garnered along the way and taking what we can from that and sprouting and into this beautiful flower and eventually this beautiful garden and that garden is your life and it can be very powerful whenever you realize the cause and effect of your actions and how things that you didn't see coming uh the unexpected right and so as you have listened you probably know by now that I uh, anticipate the unexpected, but I never, uh, it never ceases to amaze me when something finally does come across that blows my mind, right? I'm absolutely dumbfounded by how these things actually uh, come to fruition. But, um, you know, I could, I could have everything planned out and think that everything is going to go a certain way. And then, you know, as fate would have it, as they say, something will happen that blows my mind, just completely see coming right so you can plan for certain things as far as the way that you're planning your your days and your nights and your balance but um, self-improvement also comes from a state of awareness and awareness is uh, a common theme that was above all the philosophers and the readings that I went through Um, And we're going to be talking about those a lot today as well. So um, in in the world of self-improvement, and this is a common theme along a lot of episodes, is decluttering. Decluttering your mental life and decluttering your space, right? Organization is not one of my strong suits. I work from an organized mess, although I, I do believe in cleanliness, which are two totally different things, right? So I love having a clean space right? But as far as like having everything in its own organized movement, that's not something that I, um, I'd love to be that person. But um, unless I have the intention, I spend a lot of time organizing something, it doesn't naturally have its space. And I have a lot of people, I tend to surround myself with a lot of people who are that kind of person. And that helps me a lot because the more that I'm around them, the more I want everything to have its space and it gives me something to look forward to. It gives me that role model to look up to and I appreciate those type A's in my life. Uh, But for me, you know, I love knowing where something is so it helps me to strive for something like that. But I do work from the organized mess. I, I like to have everything clean but when I do declutter and I make that mental strategy to declutter my space, to clean my space, to take all of the things that make it look like things are stacked or or that I no longer need or no longer have room for. I'm a firm believer in charity. I'm a firm believer in karma. I uh, believe that, you know, if you have an overabundance of things, there's no cause for it. There's no reason for it, right? And uh, to, to hoard is something that comes from the opposite of how I feel about that. (laughs) 
But it does say something about what's going on in your head, right? Whenever you have these things that are piling up so much that they're falling in on you, it's time to uh, reflect on those things and declutter. As you declutter your physical space, it is time and time again proven that you are decluttering, in fact, your mental space, which I love because it's one of the easiest things that you can do. Just getting rid of the things that you don't need, repurposing and giving away the things that you have that are extra or things that you haven't used in a certain amount of time. Now, I used to say a year, but since the pandemic has fallen in and kind of settled upon us, it kind of changed the game a little bit. I've got dress clothes that I haven't worn in a year, but it doesn't mean I'm going to get rid of them because I don't know if there's going to be a time where I'm going to have to dress up again, you know? So in that regard, uh, it, things, things of that nature have changed the game a little bit. So, you know, go through your closets, go through your workspace if you work at home, go through your desk space if you work in an office or if you have an area that you work in, wherever kind of building you work in, you know, and just take a look at it and see what you can do to minimize some of that extra and unnecessary space. Number two is something that I just started doing last year, and that's developing a skincare routine. I went to the beach one day and I came home and was, you know, cleaning up because I get sunburned pretty easy. And uh, I said, you know, taking a shower and, you know, kind of putting some aloe on because I always get sunburned in the same places. I noticed that my skin felt different and I kind of panicked a little bit. I made an appointment with a dermatologist. And when I went in there, um, it had just been like a collection of different things that I'd put on my skin for a really long time. Not using good skincare products will do that to you. They use bride products and things like that. And, you know, this is advice for men and women. Uh, you don't realize it, but your skin is an organ. And, you know, it is overlooked as an organ often. And uh, if you take care of it, it kind of takes care of you. And... I went to the professionals on it and they started talking to me about, you know, what type of skin that I have and at the age that I'm in, what the after effects of, you know, if I do this, the cause and effect of stuff, right? And so they gave me a regimen that I do in the morning and I do at night before I go to bed and it has helped me in problems that I didn't even realize that I had. My pores have minimized, my my skin has a different look to it a little bit, uh, my color is better. Uh, my, um, I, it feels better to touch it. Um, it's just an all around plus to have a skincare routine. Um, it also helps you, uh, the, again, in things you didn't even know about. Like I have thyroid disease that was affecting my skin. The medicine along with the thyroid disease medicine was actually able to help me have a more useful look. I didn't realize it, but I had bags under my eyes and things like that that I was not addressing because I never knew that that was a thing until I went to the beach that day and went to the dermatologist. And they filled me in on some statistics and told me that there's a lot of people that actually don't go to the dermatologist often uh, because they feel like they don't need to like I did. And then you get on a skincare routine and it's, it's pretty awesome, the regimen in itself. Once I started looking into it, I realized that a lot of people actually have a skincare regimen uh, that aren't, you know, 40 plus. And I thought that that was pretty awesome. You know, if you start younger, then obviously it's kind of like anything. Like if you start a 401k younger, you have more. You know, if you if you start thinking about investments younger, you have more. You know, just anything you start younger, it just seems like it's better to, you know, keep on developing it over time. And I thought that was awesome. So the skincare regimen is 
is legit. Um, number three is, is starting with several little goals, right? So a lot of us have goals and we want to go for the big one right away. And in doing so, you are stumbling more than you need to, right? So stumbling is not bad. Stumbling is actually very good uh, because the more that you make mistakes and you fall, the more opportunity you have to learn. The more criticizing that you get, the, the better you become. And it hurts and it's hard to hear and it's tough to push forward and get back up. But once you do, you try different things. And trying different things is a wonderful tool that we're all given that we all kind of take for granted as well. Uh, because a lot of people in a lot of situations feel like they don't have another chance to make something right again. It's not, it's not always another chance. It's a different lens, right? It's, it's when one door closes, another window opens. And that's something to keep in mind. But when you're going for the big goal, instead of taking the little steps to learn all of the lessons along the way, then you kind of sell yourself short. And that's all part of the self-improvement process, the self-care process, is to not sell yourself short and allow yourself to really experience those lessons as they're happening to you. It's super important uh, because you get extra discouraged if you get that atomic bomb of lesson that comes through rather than a bunch of little lessons that are teaching you how to be better, be more polished, be more ready, be more confident, and um, create that determination flow that makes you want to take things to the next level. And that's what the taking risk thing is all about. A lot of times you'll see that I post on social media about taking risks. And it's all because I get afraid to take risks, right? And I post out there what I want to be able to overcome, right? And it's because of the fear of rejection that I've talked about in the previous episodes. You know, you stick your hand out and you touch the hot burner a few times, then you don't want to do it anymore because you're afraid. What will other people think? It's embarrassing. You know, I looked stupid. I looked like I was ignorant and that I did not know or that I wasn't confident enough or I could have, you know, but at the end of the day, the more times you get back up, the better you're going to come out and you're going to reach that big goal eventually, but you have to ride the ride to get there. I was actually just talking to a neighbor of mine about this as well is that, you know, as the generations change, the younger generations are so quick-minded. They're so uh, used to fast results. And the older generations went through a series of different exercises to get to the end result. And so the thinking is very different. And I find that in a lot of the people that I meet, you know, of the different ages that they are, is that that immediate you know, gratification and satisfaction with the younger generation is a result of where we're going as uh, humanity, right? And so there's nothing wrong with the quickness of going for the big goal and going for it all at once, but you may change your goal several times because of that atomic disappointment that comes rather than having the one goal and doing the small steps and taking the smaller challenges in order to get there right? So that was definitely something that I found that I put stars next to and underlined because it is, it's always the thing that people naturally just want to go for. They want it, they want it all and they want it right now, right? The key is a little bit here, a little bit there, a little bit here, a little bit all, you know, and once it finally is yours, it is amazing because you have all of the background, all of the lessons, all of the understanding of the big picture, 
right? Rather than yanking out and knee jerking and and just having it all at once. Because you may reach that goal. You may not have that atomic disappointment, but are you going to understand it? Are you going to appreciate it? Are you going to look at everything that you went through to get there? And it may not seem like self-improvement or self-care to be able to handle a goal situation like this. But in all actuality, you need those mishaps. You need those failures. You need those get back up moments to be able to hone in and polish and make that goal the best goal that it could possibly be. Even when a goal is established, there is a chance for it to move sideways. Once that occurs, you have the ability now to keep it up on as many stilts as possible because you have the knowledge to back it up. So that was awesome. Number four is dashboard view of where to start, right? So this came from Jordan B. Peterson. Not sure if you're familiar. He is a very uh, smart philosopher. Uh, you see him a lot on Instagram. I see him on YouTube all the time. And I'm, you know, coming in and teaching these lessons and things. And there's a ton of them that I listen to all the time. He's one of them. I'm. He's not out of all of them. He's not my favorite. But occasionally I'll watch him and I'll be like, yeah, you know what? He's absolutely right about that. You know, I feel it. I'll take notes on it, you know, and, and stuff like that. And then they're all like that. Like they all, they all don't think a hundred percent like me. They all teach me something. I don't always agree with everything that they say, but I respect it, you know? So Jordan B. Peterson, he, um, he talked about this dashboard view of like the four things that motivate people and it's health, wealth, love, and finance. And that's a lot of what it's covered in this podcast. So I resonated with it, you know, the healthy lifestyle, right? The wealth is always trying to, you know, find the means to the end, all of the goals. I have my bucket list, right? I want to uh, venture out and use my money for uh, helping and doing missionary work and trying to um, travel and culturize. You know, I, I grew up in a place that was very fishbowl mentality. I want to spread my wings and, and learn about different cultures and understand uh, what their life is like. And, and hopefully that it can give me some meaning as far as, um, you know, more appreciation for the life that I currently have, more appreciation for um, all of the life that I've been given and being able to share Um, you know, whereas like if I see sick people, I want to help them. If I see hungry people, I want to feed them. If I see, um, you know, people who lack knowledge, I want to educate them. Just all of these different things that I see at the end of the pipeline for me and the reason why, um, the hard work is so worth it and, you know, pulling through and then finance and finance is the epitome of all of that you can't really do that without it it's the it's the cause and the effect the the, the yin and the yang and so um you need that that security if you're going to be traveling all over the world right and uh, obviously I'm not in a position to do that right now you know um but I definitely want to take those little steps that I just mentioned earlier and into getting there right You need to improve current relationships in order to build the new ones. And that's true too. And the relationships that you have, you need to figure out if they're doing you any service by having them, right? And I'm pretty lucky. All of the, all of the relationships and friendships and all of that that I have right now are legit. You know, I've taken a lot of time and and gotten to know everyone and, and, you know, some of them I've known for years and some of them, you know, are, are bringing a really wonderful um, you know, input into my life all the time. And that is a healthy 
way to have people in your life. Some people, um, you know, have people that are dependent on them that shouldn't be or that um, don't do things for themselves that should. And, you know, they don't realize it. It's, you know, toxic. Um, And that is the light bulb that really helps, you know, to figure out in self-care. And it's not always easy. And it's not always a recognition that is... Uh, invited always but it helps to know what you're surrounding yourself with are the people around you making you feel better about your life are they adding to the success of your life to the success of your goals to the transition of where your goals are headed you know are they supporting you in your belief system or at least agreeing to disagree right or respecting how you believe even if they don't agree with it right um and are, are, are they contributing, right, to the happiness of your life in any way, right? Because if they're not, then you in, in form of self-care has to step back and take a look at where you're at with that and where you'd like to go. It's very important. Um, and like I said, I'm, I'm incredibly blessed with, with everybody who's in my life. And so this was one that I got to skip, but I did uh, want to talk about it because I do know uh, people who might want to reflect on that. Um, handling your emotions, uh, researching, uh, you know, happiness is handling your emotions, right? And when you, when you find your emotions that get out of control, it's, it's no one's fault. It's kind of when I talk about the jar in the back of your head and when you kind of sweep things under the carpet, how they feel like they've gone away, but they haven't because they go into this jar in the back of your head. And if you don't deal with that jar, then eventually the jar breaks and it usually doesn't take anything that's very serious for that jar to implode. And it's unfortunate because the one person who's around is usually someone who's super innocent and they get it, right? You have to deal with things as they come through. And in order to do that effectively, you've got to do it one at a time. And then it keeps that jar from filling up. It's kind of like jar management by Evelyn. (laughs) It's really useful and it's great, but hey, I'm not perfect. And I tend to leave that jar to its own means. And occasionally I have a full jar myself. And, um, as soon as I am, you know, feeling the tension and feeling the pressure of everything in life, I know that that jar has been lifted and that's where my meditation comes in and clearing and centering myself because I breathe out that negativity and I breathe in the positivity and then I encourage dreaming and I create things and I'm in my own world, right? And I think about the possibilities and all of the things that I've done that are right that encourage me and those let off the steam and they let off the pressure and they empty the jar even without dealing with each problem. I know that when it comes up again, I'm going to have a way, I'm going to have a plan or I'm going to be able to redistribute something that wasn't working before into something that could actually be something really beautiful. So um, you definitely want to reflect on your emotions often and you want to take everything that happens that is negative and you want to think of the effect of what happens if you don't deal with it and then kind of decide and choose your battles. A lot of people that live to be like 100 years old, they always say that you got to choose your battles wisely. You know, don't make mountains out of molehills. And that's really important from an emotional dashboard standpoint. Another thing is be careful with rushing with lessons, right? So we're always learning and we're always trying to be our best selves and 
I'm always trying to self-improve and look at the world uh, from a different lens and put myself in other people's shoes and reculturize and understand, like I said earlier, about what everybody else's life is like from a different employment perspective, from a different, you know, culture perspective. Where are you from? What was your family like? What foods did you eat? You know, um, from a different family perspective, you know, uh, I'm in a leadership class right now and it's, it's incredible. And, um, one of the things that we talked about in one of our classes the other day was, you know, did you sit down every day at the same time and have dinner with your family? Or did you have the kind of family where you just kind of ate wherever and, you know, everybody kind of went on their own schedule and they did their own thing. And, um, I was a ladder. We kind of just ate whenever it wasn't, uh, you know, not as common for us all to be sitting at the same time. We were all in activities. We were all doing things. We were, my, my dad worked in the coal mine. So, you know, his schedule was all over the place. Most of the time, my sisters were in and out and, you know, they were in college and things. And so for all of us to sit down at the same time, the table was kind of like, you know, unheard of. My mom always cooked, so she wasn't hungry by the time it was time to eat anyway. So we kind of ate and, you know, on our own time and that was it. And, um, I never thought that it would affect, you know, the way that I became a leader, you know, but they used it as an exercise and, um, you know, just talked about, you know, asking people additional questions about their life and, you know, about the, it, it gives you a perspective on their thinking process and having that perspective on someone's thinking process allows you to be a better teacher and motivator and, um, broaden the horizons for someone who works for you, which can create so many different openings and opportunities for them, you know, because they feel listened to and they feel accomplished and they feel like they can find success through that and things that you don't think means something, but they actually do. And so uh, there's a lot of perspective that's discussed in this class, which I absolutely love. And uh, we do a lot of exercises. And in those exercises, there's often times where, you know, I'm with a coworker and we're talking about, you know, something that we do every day. And a light bulb goes off. And I'm just like, wow, that's exactly what they were talking about. That's exactly what that means. And the fact that I'm still learning so much every single day is, you know, exciting. It's mind blowing. It's crazy. It's encouraging. Uh, and it's, it's giving me, uh, the, the will to succeed. It's giving me the will to, to move forward. And, uh, in itself, that's all, you know, the, the theming of, of self-improvement and self-care, you know, um, oftentimes on Sundays, I do self-care Sundays where I talk about, you know, taking the baths, taking the meditational showers and using the herbs and drinking the special teas and having the extra long meditation and which meditations to do and doing, um, you know, uh, prayer and getting closer to what it is that you want, what do you need to do to get there, getting yourself ready for the week ahead. I, I also talk about on Sundays having anxiety about the week ahead <laughs> because that's what keeps me up. I, I usually have to take medicine to go to sleep on Sundays because I prep my food and then I try to do some self-care and, and try to do some awareness and maybe I'll film a couple podcasts if I've got time and, you know, I run my errands and get my groceries and, and do all the stuff and organize um, you know, what my menu is going to look like for the week because of the way that my, my lifestyle is. And, uh, by the time it's nighttime, I, you know, sometimes I have work to do actual work to do for, um, my job. And so I have to have all of that done. So I have hours to prepare 
and sometimes it can have its way with me. And if I don't keep on top of it, it's just, you know, a, a, a shit show of, <laughs> of different tasks that I need to take care of. And instead of looking at those as tasks and looking at them as self-care opportunities, it's a totally different perspective. And I love that. And I love, you know, sharing that with people. And I love... Um, the way that it makes me feel when I have those type of days and they happen more often than not because I'm conscious of preparing that uh, for uh, future assignments that I have for the week, presentations that I have for the week, eating, you know, being mindful of when I'm going to be eating and walking and, and exercising and the conversations that I have planned for people, making sure that I'm prepared for those Uh, as far as work conversations and different things that I want to work on with different people that are on my team. And, you know, from a a household perspective, you know, having my laundry done, having everything where I needed to be as far as that goes. In the beginning of this, I talked about not being organized like that, but that I am clean. I do have things that have their place. I just don't get too crazy with everything like that, you know? Um... And so I I do like to be somewhat organized uh, so that I can keep on a certain uh, pattern uh, and routine uh, so that I can get everything done. And so um, the self-care aspect is crossing as many things off of that list that can help me breathe better and hopefully help everybody else breathe better. And there'll be several times where I'm talking about self-improvement and self-care in this podcast. And, you know, that's what To Thine Own Self Be True is all about from Hamlet, which is Shakespeare. And, uh, you know, it's it's all about you and it's all about being your best self and, and how to come on this journey and make the most out of your time right? And um, inspire others as you're inspiring yourself. And it's, it's so important to shine that light for people if you have that light within you, which a lot of us do. And a lot of the people that listen to this do and um, have skills that nobody else has. Everybody has their own special. And I tell my team this all the time. And I've talked about this on this before. Everybody has their Care Bear stare. And it's something that maybe you haven't even realized that you have yet. But there's a strength that's inside of you that a lot of people don't have. And it's, it's special for just you. And if you don't look within yourself to the self-care opportunities that you have, you may never find it. You may never find that development opportunity within you to evolve. And that in itself is something worth exercising some of these options for. So definitely... Um, stay tuned for future episodes on self-care and self-improvement. It is so important and I could talk about them forever. So I have to cut myself off, but thank you so much for coming and listening today. And I hope that you were able to get as much out of this as I was. Uh, This coming week is going to be wonderful. I I really feel like a lot of energy uh, that's positive is going to be shining through this week. And I'm looking to exercise a lot of these self-care tips and routines Uh, and reflections, a lot of the dashboard reflection on, you know, doing little steps to get to the big goals. You know, some of my goals, I think I'm going to have to look at again and just kind of make sure that I'm, I'm taking the little steps and not the huge leaps and some of the criticisms that I've received over the last couple weeks and really using them to my advantage and, you know, getting back up from some of the things that I didn't want to go back and try because the failure hurt so bad um, and maybe trying them again. Um, and looking at them through a different lens 
so that I can try to be successful at the next time that I try it and maybe trying something a little bit different. You know, the key is, is not giving up. And the key is if you want something bad enough to just keep trying, you know? And so, um, I am going to be decluttering my space today. So I'm not worried about that much. And, um, I hope that you all do the same. I hope that, um, you have an amazing morning, a great afternoon, and